Hey, hello, hi, it's Monday, April 19th, and you're listening to episode 19 of the Chasing Points podcast, your week, weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. And I'm Brandon. How's everybody today? What's up, Hayes? <laughs> hi, Sam. <laughs> I'm glad you let me do my name this week. I appreciate yeah, I was, that. There was that long, awkward pause. Didn't know yeah. what was going to happen there. No, I'm, I, I mean. I'm glad you remembered your name. I got I I had things lined up for you, but I just said, you know what? Let me just start this this pod off on a good note. Drinking a nice little beer right now to get this going. So yeah, I'm I'm all right, man. All right. Well, looking ahead tonight, uh, you know, it's an interesting week in the, the world of sports, but looking ahead tonight, hey, is we're gonna dive into major league baseball and specifically talk about what the hell's going on with our New York Yankees. Uh, you know. Aaron Donald was in the news this week, and uh, we're going to talk the wrong about that. Reasons. Yeah, and, uh, you know, exonerated, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that and play uh, our favorite game of Do You Care? We got more. But, of course, uh, but first, rather, we we got to talk about this game last night, uh, the game of the year probably, right? Uh, I'm talking about Saturday night's Celtics-Warriors uh, game in Boston. Celtics beat the Warriors 119 to 114 at home and a Curry, Steph Curry and Jason Tatum were just, they put on a show. Uh, Curry had 47, seven boards, three assists, and he was 11 from of 19 from three. That's his ninth straight game with 30 points. Yeah. It's just unfair at this point. It's just, he does everything that he needs to do at one point in time in this game. He literally got fouled and shot the ball from his side, like hook shot style, essentially, and still made the shot. This man makes any shot essentially that he puts up. And it's, it's wild to me. It, it, it just lets me know that I am, have never been great at basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just watching what he does is like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm great. Like you're great for your local town, but then you watch, what he does and is like i've never been great and i thought i was going to be close but i'm crushing those never, rec leagues huh yeah never never close to to what he's doing so it's, yeah yeah it's wild he he makes these little trick shots like like you'd expect in a pregame right and he just makes them in game and a lot of times it's not even it comes off as him showing off but it's just he can just contort and maneuver his body to put himself in a position that to to score and you know a, a duel last night a, a great a great performance from him and he even rolled his ankle he did which is scary for him and if, you know his history. history yeah yep. history of ankle injuries it's probably what kept him slid him down to what was it seventh he got drafted well uh, you you all you also got to think this i think we need to take time because now that we actually have a podcast to talk about and I actually have a platform to say it and it can reach other people. Uh, We really need to give Mark Jackson his flowers while he's here uh, because that the core of that team is there because of Mark Jackson. Yeah. Steve Kerr came in and he reaped the benefits of it, but that team was Mark Jackson because the NBA, just like any other uh, major sport in the United States, uh, once a guy is injury prone, they're pretty much expendable. And Steph was at that point of basically be like, well, we're, we can give up on him and just go. But Mark Jackson knows the lineage of Steph Curry and was just like, you know what? I'm not giving up on you. Never gave up on him. And then 
built this dynasty that he never got to reap the benefits and get the rings from and hasn't been a head coach since, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, I was, that was going to be my follow-up to this. Can yeah. he get a damn job now? Well, like, it's, well, I mean, I think he's kind of talked himself out of a, a job. I think this conversation is probably a couple of years too late. Well, I don't, the, what I've read and because I, I had to do my research and I was wondering why in the hell this man didn't have a job. Like you just said, uh, there was something pertaining to a situation with religion uh, that okay. that uh, he wanted his players to, you know, basically like, I guess, like have Sunday service essentially type thing mm-hmm. uh, where obviously not everybody is. There was also apparently uh, some derogatory things said about uh, the LGBTQ community, um, which we know that's that's a no, no. Uh, but these are all things that I've heard and reading in articles. Obviously, I'm not there. I'm not in the NBA. I don't work for the Warriors. I wasn't around any of the, I'm not privy to this knowledge except for reading this. Um, so it, it sounds like there's a lot of like essentially like blackballing going on, yeah. Sam, um, which is unfortunate because he is one of the great uh, basketball minds. And it, it's, it's he should have a job because of what he did there. But. Uh, great on great yeah great on great on tv too um but yeah there was there was a lot of i think it's been pretty well reported that there was a lot of falling out that led him out of the door and even though he put that team together with i'm blanking on the warriors gm's name um i i i knew it no no, he was there i mean he yeah yeah, he he was was part of putting that team together you're Mm -hmm. right um I forgot the the other dude's name. Uh, whatever. Uh, Steve Kerr is a just what makes a great manager, great coach is just managing egos and people and putting them in positions to succeed. And that's what Steve Kerr is. But um, you know, back back to this game. Not Steph is Steph. We could talk about him and how he doesn't get enough praise and how he should be in best shooter ever. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, and you know, I, I saw Reggie the end of his career and, and saw all of Ray Allen's career. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you there. It's Jesus Shuttlesworth, Sam. Got it. Got it. You're right. You're right. My bad. Do I got to put a quarter in the jar. Like what's going on here? Yes. You yes, might have okay. to. All right. There was that UConn, UConn representing, but you know, Steph is Steph and he's best shooter in the game. Uh, all time and you could probably make the case in this league right now is what top three four and doesn't get enough credit for that yeah jason tatum just i mean he's been on fire lately but he just he's clicking the team's clicking and he really rose to the occasion he had 44 points and 10 boards last night he was doing everything I need people to pay attention. If you're not basketball fans or and you're just fans of sports in general and, and you enjoy listening to podcasts, I need you to listen to me what I'm saying and what I'm about to say. Uh, there is a particular group of young men that were selected, handpicked by Kobe Bean Bryant. And guess who was a part of that selection? Jason Tatum. Um, there's a reason why Jason Tatum, the Devin Bookers of the world, uh, the DeMar Rosens, uh, people like that are super Kobe invited to the camp click is because these guys are the future. Well, not DeMar DeRozan anymore, but Tatum Booker, uh, those are just naming the two main ones from, from that group. Uh, 
and what he does on the court. Like he's honestly, he's him and Zion are the two best Duke players to come out in the last like 10 years. Easily to me, easily to me. Trying to think who else is. I know you're trying to think who else. Brandon Ingram. Not. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I would put him as, as third. It took him a while, but it took him a long time. I mean, you could argue he's still not where he should be. He, I mean, he's improved from what he was in Lakers. Oh, totally, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. But I, I still don't think he's in the, the tier of the Jason Tatum and you know. Oh yeah, Tatum Williams. I mean, he's know? been ascending for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and this the Celtics team has just not been able to find its footing all year. And you know, Kemba was hurt, and and the short you know layoff that all these teams had to to deal with into the new season, but. This team was really up and down, and now they have sole possession of uh, fourth place in the East, and they've won six straight, and they're clicking at the right time with the playoffs just around the corner. You also got to take into consideration what, what was going on with Jason Tatum. Uh, yeah. He had COVID, uh, yeah. and he wasn't feeling right, and he's finally coming back uh, to himself. So that's a huge thing. I mean, that's something you got to take into consideration. Now, like you said, he is clicking on all cylinders. Like, that's scary. Uh, cardiac Kimba. Uh kind of showed up in this game, hit a, a clutch step back, which which is great to see because Kimba, Kimba offensively, I don't really – he's been shaky the past couple of years, and I don't I don't like it because that's that's just my guy. I'm, I'm biased because he's, I love New York basketball players. Um, but – UConn? He, he, he defensively gets cooked, and Steph was cooking him, which is – Steph cooks which, a lot of people. Well, but, right. Yeah, you're but, not. But Kimba gets bullied by – He's supposed to be one of the premier point guards in the league, and he gets cooked by pretty much everybody. So um, I I just thought this game was really, really, really good because I did watch the highlights. I didn't go through and watch. uh, I I didn't watch it live, but I'd watch highlights and and more like live segments of it. And that game was just it was just something else. It's like uh, I think who said it? It was Steve Curry. He was like, it's a playoff uh, atmosphere. And it was was nice because we're getting closer to that time. Yeah, and you know, limited attendance at the Garden, TD Garden, but in Boston. But you know, again, this is just is right time for for the Celts to be clicking, and you know, Golden State. I mean, Steph's just I think it was like ninth straight game with thirty points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some crazy stat like that, um, dude. You know, great, great to see, and just get you amped for for big time basketball and. And that's what these games are, are starting to mean now as we're, we're towards the end of the season. So I have a question for you. What's up? Are or will the Warriors ever get back to where they were before? Okay. Uh, what is before? Like championship the, caliber the, team. Can they be finals contenders? Yes. The dynasty is gone. I mean, Katie's gone. Clay, who if Clay can ever get healthy again, you know, just suffering injury after injury now, and what he's lost two straight seasons. Um, you know, a lot of people thought Steph was. I mean, Steph lost a lot of last season too, but mm-hmm. he he looks great. Um, Draymond's not getting any younger. Uh, is he really a focal point of this team? Um, James Wiseman's out. I mean, but great building block there. I, I don't know. Long. St- no, they can be they can be a problem in the West. I think I would not be surprised if they make another final. I would not be surprised if because Steph is that good. 
this team is that good. And they're going to add a piece. They're going to move Kelly Oubre's contract. They're going to move Andrew Wiggins' contract. They have, they can make the cap space happen. Um, just you, imagine this team if like Oubre was playing as good as he could. You know, uh, yeah, they'd be they'd be great. Um, yeah. If Weissman didn't go down, it's, yep. it's really sad that we had two, two out of the three front runners for the rookie of the year go down due to injuries. That, that just sucks. I hate seeing that. Yeah, we were ready to have that conversation. We were having that conversation offline of Anthony Edwards or Melo, like Lamelo, who's who's the rookie of the year, and now it's, it's just be gonna be, now it's just Anthony. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. knows who A Rod is now. But we can, I, yeah, yeah, he definitely does. Which is good. <laughs> Speaking of A Rod, I guess we can talk about uh, the team he was last with, which yeah. is the uh, the Yankees, and they are on a five game, uh, yes, five game losing streak. Winning? Oh, losing streak. Yeah, yeah. Not, they don't, more than they don't two know runs what winning is. Yeah, no. For Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have the pitcher that has the most ten strikeout games in the last. Uh, I think it was the uh, last three, I think his last five seasons. Um, he's got 34, 10 strikeout games. And the Yankees cannot put any runs behind this man whatsoever. I, I text to get It's <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I, I text you when Brett Gardner had the bases loaded and hit a dribbler down the first baseline uh, I was watching. a couple of days ago, right? Then Aaron Hicks later. Both of our people, uh, Aaron Hicks later uh, <laughs> comes up and hits a little looper. And I'm just like, what what is going on right here? Like, you guys can't hit the ball anywhere. Gene Carlo is the biggest waste of space that is on this Yankee team. My boy, Clint Frazier, hasn't had an RBI in 51 at bats. He has the second longest streak of not having RBIs for any player in MLB right now. This team is just not doing it. I dropped Clint Frazier in my fantasy baseball league. It sucks. All, one of them. That's all you need to know. Mm. Yeah, no, this team is this team is not built to be a clutch team. They they hit home runs, they strike out, and they walk, and they're not even walking because they're not patient. I was watching the game today, and it's like it's the same as every other day. It's you you don't take at bats you're you're the pitcher is getting out of the inning in 10 11 pitches and then you Garrett Cole's got to labor through because of errors because of you know whatever because these pesky rays are doing what you should be doing taking pitches what the Yankees should be doing taking pitches being patient running small ball doing all that and the Yankees just aren't built that way they when haven't. You bring, yeah. You remember when when they first made that change when they had uh, Joe Girardi as as the head guy and the manager. Uh, yeah. The head guy. I'm calling him the head guy because the he's guy. the head guy because they he he was playing old school ball right and these guys were not trying to play that so that's why I'm just saying he was the head guy. He was just they didn't really look at him as the manager, um, which is unfortunate because Joe Girardi is a phenomenal baseball mind. Um, but he wanted to play small ball. He wanted to do the small things because Joe Girardi was, yes, he was a part of the Yankees teams that won big, but he wasn't an essential piece, right? He was the backup catcher to Jorge. 
Um, and Jorge was the one with all the power and everybody remembers him. But Joe, he, he played his part, right? But again, he's a baseball mind. I say all that to say this is that he was trying to implement the small ball game. And I wish the Yankees would do that once, once they started to make the moves of not giving the big contract out, right? Uh, not, not doing the A-Rod contracts anymore. Let's, let's find these guys here and there, fit our needs, give these contracts to them there. It's like, okay, this looks like this is going to be a, a small ball team. And I haven't seen that at all, Sam. And it, it irritates the hell out of me because if they're not hitting home runs, they're not doing anything. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's hard when they all have to, you know, click at the same time. And then you got Aaron Judge, who's playing well, but hitting home runs and no one's on base, getting hits and no one's on base. That strikeout and, today was terrible. By yeah, the way. it's just yeah, it's frustrating uh, to watch. I mean, they're not the only team that is built this way, but because that's, again, more more or less what baseball is now. And we talked about that a lot last week, but the Yankees, not only are the worst team in the East, they have the worst record in the American league and they have the second worst winning percentage in baseball. The Rockies are only have two wins and they're, they're the worst team in baseball right now. Again, it's really early. There's 15, 16 games into the season. Hayes, can the Yankees rebound? And what, what's your uh, prediction here? Cause I know we both picked them to, I picked them to win the world series. I know you picked them to make the playoffs. It can't be this bad. They could definitely rebound to get to the playoffs, but I mean, a lot has to happen. A that we we talked about it in the last episode the the pitching rotation outside of Garrett Cole, there's nothing because the pitchers already shoot themselves to the foot, and then they got to go to the bullpen. So now you're you're overexerting your bullpen, which is considered to be top two bullpens in the AL, right? Um, and now you're overexerting them, overusing them, uh, overworking them, and and you can't do anything. But there's no run support. So even if a pitcher gets ahead, right, they can't sit down and be comfortable and feel like, hey, I can do this because I have, you know, runs on the board. I can get a little bit loose. They can't do that because they can't even put runs on the board because, like you said, which is I think needs to be screamed. And I and I heard and I watched and they said that Aaron Boone every time somebody steps in a box says, you know, be patient essentially. Um, these guys need to understand that they need to play the count and they're not. And it's crazy that these guys are professionals and they don't do something that was taught in literally. Well, so, that's yeah. something that they did so well. Guys like Aaron Hicks, Gar- Brett Gardner, Aaron judge, John Carlo was work the count get, they weren't aggressive DJ LeMahieu. And now it's just, they're just not, not playing well. Garrett Cole said today the Yankees are certainly not happy with recent struggles. I mean, when you're ace and second best pitcher in baseball says that, you know, Who's you the gotta first? listen. I my buddy Mike brought this question up to me two days ago. Degrom or Cole? Who who are you taking? I got, I said Degrom. Degrom's just. I mean, he's they're both filthy. phenomenal. He's, he's filthy. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. There's when people say that they watch Degrom and seeing the stuff that he does. Yeah, I, I'd have to say DeGrom and then Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jay Bruce retired after this game. Do you care? <laughs> We're getting no. two Yankees focused. No, I don't he, care. He retired to get the hell away from this team. That's yes. probably what the hell yes. is going on. Uh but no, I don't I don't care. Uh but good for good for him. Uh, yeah. he, he had a great career. Yeah, Definitely had a great career. Yeah, good. I have his rookie card from when he was on the Reds. 
there you go. Yeah, go get it. Go probably, get it. I would have said go get it signed today, but you know, say, it's too late. Yeah, go get that thing graded. It's mm-hmm. worth money. Yeah. Uh, anything else jump out at you from this weekend in baseball, uh, Hayes? I don't want to talk I, about the Yankees for for an hour here. I don't want to talk about the Yankees much longer, but I just I asked a question or I said made a statement to you and I want to ask you as a question because it's still about them. If the Yankees don't win this year or make it to the World Series this year, is Aaron Boone their head coach next year? Just need to know that. Aaron Boone will be their manager next year. Yes. Head coach. No, they don't have one. <laughs> I'm flipping Sam off so you guys don't I'm just letting you know that right now that's why he left um it's a you I like Aaron Boone a lot I like his managing style I, I just I liked him when he was on ESPN that home run against the Red Sox one of my favorite moments of all time and and as a baseball fan um I I really like Girardi too I didn't want them to get rid of Girardi but I I totally understood why and it was time to do that I I don't think so. I think Aaron Boone is still the coach if they the manager if they can just make the playoffs somehow if they don't then yeah I I think wholesale changes need to be made and you know cash is going to be cooking this trade deadline because they need to show up so. that rotation yeah and you know get some clutch bats in here somehow I don't know how you do that but what do you think? I, I know you've been uh, you've kind of been pounding your chest saying, you know, Boone's on the hot seat already. I wouldn't say I've been pounding my chest. I'm just I'm just observing what's going on and knowing what the market is. The Yankees are about win, win, win. And if you're not winning and you have, you know, this talent, that means you're wasting away Aaron Judge, one of the faces of baseball. Right. Uh, young labor, you know, you just signed DJ back, you know, you have Garrett Cole, you have, you have several pieces there that are essentially going to be wasting away. So you want to do whatever you can do. And if, and, and always coming to the manager, head coach, uh, whatever it is, whoever's running the team, they're always the first person to go. Um, it's never really the players. So, uh, that's why I believe he's on the hot seat because they, especially with a start like this, eyes are on him you know because it's not it's not a small small thing when the yankees are not winning you know that's a big topic especially in that sport so worst start since 1997 for the yankees ended up making the playoffs that year anything else jump out at you hayes from from this week in in uh major league baseball thank you for coming back tatis and hitting a bomb when you came back appreciate you I'm, i'm so glad he's okay he had a really bad shoulder injury and um and separated shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Was that it? Dislocated mm-hmm. shoulder and just came back, hit a huge home run in Friday night's game against the Dodgers and just bat flipping on just looks like he is just, I love he's it. fine. I'm going to find some way to get him on my diamond uh, dynasty and the show, which comes out uh, tomorrow when you guys hear this. Uh, also, shout out to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say like homeboy, what did he say? Acuna. Uh, Akuna, <laughs> what do you say? Akuna, <laughs> yeah, Acuna has is, is been is been balling. Uh, he's straight raking out here, and his speed on top of that, he's just phenomenal. And then also my boy Mookie Betts making a phenomenal diving catch uh, the other day in the outfield to save something that could have blown the game open for. Uh, who were they playing again? Uh, the Dodgers. They're playing the Padres. Thank you. There yep. you go. So yeah, uh, just love seeing those three. 
you know, the faces of uh, baseball, some of the faces of baseball. So, yeah, that's out. That's all I got. Yeah, Tatis was what came to mind is what jumped out this week. You had Carlos Rodon throw a no-hitter um, for the White Sox, and I'm just glad that his potential is hopefully peaking because mm-hmm. he was a stud prospect for a long time and couldn't quite figure his stuff out, and, and hopefully he did. Lucas Giolito on that staff too. And he's starting to figure it out and had a great last couple of years. So um, yeah, it's just baseball's fun. It's, it's better when your team's winning, but um, yeah. We'll, Isn't we'll everything. <laughs> I actually just saw a meme that my, or a, yeah, it was a meme that my buddy said uh, it was the uh, Gamora and uh, Avengers. She was yeah. talking to Thor when, when Thor, I'm, I mean, not Thor, Thanos, sorry. Uh, like, what did you give up? I gave up everything, what he says in the movie. So right. I said, what the Knicks fans, like, what did you get up to get this wins? And it was like the Yankees, because <laughs> the Knicks are winning <laughs> yeah. and the Yankees are losing. So, Just yeah. That's, the last 20 uh, years have been, except for the Knicks tape season, has been miserable as a Knicks fan. But uh, Shout outs to the Knicks. I, I'm not a Knicks fan, um, and I'm sure my Knicks friends, uh, fans, friends that are Knicks fans can't speak. English is hard. Um, I'm sure they're going to be surprised that I'm getting a shout out, but it, it's better when New York is, is you know, on, on top or doing well, especially when two New York teams are doing well. That I just love seeing that. I wish everybody was outside because I'm pretty sure it'd be crazy outside right now if, uh, during this time. But, yeah, shout out to the Knicks fans. Yeah, go next sixth in the East. Um, Wild. Yeah. Hey, Aaron Donald was in the news this week, you know, the three-time defensive player of the year. Last week, a man named Vincent Spriggs accused uh, Donald of assault. But a video later came out that uh, showed that Aaron Donald wasn't involved. This happened in Pittsburgh. Spriggs later apologized and said he was mistaken. Thoughts? I have a lot. Yeah. I don't know if this is the place to really divulge the, the certain half of it, but I'll give you, I guess, my uh, my PG-13 version of it. Um, I'm really getting tired of people being accused uh, of things that they're not involved in because of their celebrities and potentially could uh, uh, people can prophesize off of them. You know, uh, Aaron Donald is is very lucky that there's footage coming out and basically clearing his name. Uh, because without that, he probably would have been paying out money that good and damn well he knows he didn't have to or didn't deserve to because he was there. Um, and the fact that this man was breaking up something to actually save that person or help that person from getting uh, hurt and then turn around and he's accused of this, I, I think it's sick. I, but it's also the society that we live in. So I'm happy that he was able to clear his name. Uh, for something that he didn't do and for being the stand-up guy that I've continued to keep hearing that he is uh, and proving it again in a situation that had nothing to do with him, but was just doing the right thing as being, as just being a bystander. I think this is why it's really, it's really easy to jump to conclusions. Mm. And I think this is why you let situations unfold. Yep. And you're seeing it in other incidents in the nfl and throughout the history of sports really um when fame and and whatnot clash with society and i think this is just a great example of living in the social media cell phone era right 
Um, not that it's going away, but it's it's everywhere, and it's so easy for Aaron to be on the wrong side of this. And I think this is why it's just smart to let these things play out before you start going off on one side or the other. It's just really unfortunate that that's this is how sick society is, is that this man was actually trying to help the person yep. and then turn around and got accused for it. And I, I thought to myself, you know, when this podcast blows, blows up and we become, you know, famous and you guys remember us, well, don't forget, we won't forget the small people. Um, but small people, <laughs> yeah, the people, little people, the, the people, people here people. first. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. You know, ground floor. I know what you mean. Um, they got me too, Sam. Stop, stop trying to correct me today. I'm gonna fight Sam in a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna happen. But uh, you know, I, I just if if I was famous, I honestly would try to get all the amenities that I wanted on my property, so I wouldn't have to go anywhere near people, so you couldn't confuse me or accuse me uh, with anything. Uh, it's it's just really unfortunate. Like I'm not gonna be your come up. I just can't be your come up. And I, I've watched it and I know you've watched it over and over again, uh, whether it be sports or other situations that people are, are accused and actually have nothing to do with anything uh, wrongfully. Obviously there's, uh, there's the opposite end of the spectrum when people were accused and were rightfully accused. But uh, I, I think it's just too sticky of a situation. Fame. This is what it is. This is really what it is. Yeah, no, I think, I think you said it there and and aaron's lucky that there's just evidence because otherwise it turns into a he said um kind of situation and not that those things aren't you know those things are tricky and we're not going to go there and we've we've talked about it with with deshaun watson and that's why we don't really talk about it until Mm -hmm. it's kind of figured out because you know the law needs to be followed and and people are innocent until proven guilty and aaron's just lucky that there were witnesses and there's there's video evidence and that's great. Thank God. Time to play Do You Care. I don't even this isn't really even a do you care. I just need to to know that the GOAT, Mr. Michael Jordan, is gonna present Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant into the uh the Hall of Fame, basketball hall of fame in Springfield, Mass on May 15th. This is last year's ceremony, last year's class. Will be inducted with this year's class, I believe, right? Same, same ceremony. I think so. Yeah, May fifteenth. MJ introducing Kobe. Thoughts on you know two of the goats. Well, the goat and then like the baby goat. Who else was supposed to present him? Right. Exactly. That, that was that was the easiest thing to get right. Like who else was supposed to do it? Like that was his little brother. You know what I mean? Like that was the person that literally copied his game, the fadeaway, the exact fadeaway. You know, every you watch. I remember watching when he when he first passed, rest in peace uh, again. But when he first passed, somebody did a video edit of his moves compared to Jordan. And it was literally one in the same. And it just yeah. blew my mind because I would watch it. And that's why I really started to. I started to love Kobe when he became the villain after the situation that happened uh, in Colorado. Like I was just like, all right, everybody's hating that situation got really sticky as we just alluded to before in this last conversation. Um, but there was a lot that was going on there. Uh, people started to hate him. And I was just like, you know, like you got to give a guy a second chance, like a guy, girl, gal, whoever, whatever you identify as give people a second chance. Like people make mistakes. And he came back and he made the most of his second chance. Um, 
but yeah, man, I don't. Jordan is going to. It's probably going to be one of the most emotional speeches that I believe that we'll ever see as a Hall of Fame speech, especially the fact that he's not there to accept the award. Yeah. Uh, but what he meant to Jordan, I, I think you're going to see a different side of Jordan, which you, if you watch the uh, service for Kobe, uh, you saw a different side of Jordan. And I think this is going to be uh, uh, expounded upon. When yeah, he, this he is this is obviously a family decision and Vanessa and the family and, you know, who else to do this? And you can make the argument who would have done this if if Kobe was still with us. It's It's probably going to be Jordan anyway, but. Um, that's when you, you reference Kobe's service and to see Michael Jordan in there on, on that stage, giving that speech, a man who is just, his legacy is everything. And he's just a man of moments and he doesn't say, he doesn't need to say anything. And he's on there bearing a soul. And the, the line that still gives me goosebumps is you have the greatest basketball player of all time on the stage and he's crying and he's saying when Kobe died, a little piece of me died. And that moment was like, Whoa, you know? And I think anyone that has fought, I mean, we, we've talked about Kobe a lot in this short time we've had this podcast, but anyone that's followed Kobe or Michael Jordan and just knows the impact of both of these guys on, on culture, on basketball society. I mean, that's, that's a huge statement from number 23. And, you know, just the perfect person to enshrine him into into uh, the Hall of Fame there. Tim Duncan is going to be introduced by David Robinson. I think that's really cool. Um, I think that's perfect. Yeah. Because that that's like big brother, little brother situation yeah. there, too. Uh, this one caught me out of left field here. Uh, KG, Kevin Garnett, going to be introduced by fellow Chicago native Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get Outside that. of the fact that they're, you know, both Chicago natives, I don't, I don't know anything about it. I'm assuming that there's probably a, a big relationship there. Yeah. Uh, being that his age, he probably watched Isaiah, you know, um, and then he when he got into the league, he probably, you know, had conversations and he probably took him under his wing. So there's probably that there that I don't know. I, that's just my assumption. Um, I would yeah, appreciate it yeah. if if Isaiah if. You know, he blew all these draft picks and signed all these big, awful centers throughout his career as the GM of the Knicks. If he could have just brought KG here, that would have been really cool. <laughs> I mean, he destroyed the Knicks for two I, decades, but, you know. I wish fine. he would have because then uh, the Nets wouldn't have got uh, – we could have possibly had Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, yeah. you know, pieces like that. So I, I wish yeah, that would have happened. Kind of important. Yeah, that 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 trade still to this day. I mean, now I can kind of move on from it, but right. No, you're fine now. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I said the moment that trade happened, Billy King needs to be fired right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trade, like yes. That that was one of the dumbest you're trades. You're not even getting KG and Paul Pierce in no, their prime. No. And you gave up you gave all up a that. ton. Uh also, I, I think uh we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't say uh Happy retirement to LaMarcus Aldridge, to one of the great yeah. NBA players. Uh, it's unfortunate that he had to retire because of the uh, irregular heartbeat. Uh, he said this is probably one of the worst feelings that he ever had in his life, one of the scariest situations that he ever had in his life uh, after the game against, uh, who was it, the Lakers. Uh, and it's unfortunate because 
I felt like he could have got the ring that he deserved this year. Uh, but your health is way more important than a ring. Um, and, and I'm proud of him that he, he took the step away to, to make sure he took care of himself and is taking care of himself and, you know, is going to be there for his family and getting, you know, the medical attentions that he seeks. Or yeah, should seek. no, for sure. And, and Dame Lillard said that the, the Aldridge should have his number retired in Portland. Yep. And yep. Hey, sure. Listen, when Dame speaks, listen, yeah. I, that's yeah, all I got to say to that. <laughs> so, Hall of Fame, May 15th. That'll be great. I'm sure it's going to be on NBA Network or carried on ESPN or whatever. Absolutely. Must, must watch for sure. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated there. Hey, here's some fodder for Knicks fans to salivate over for the next couple of years. I know you're going to love this. Zion and the Pelicans just lost an overtime game to the Knicks at Madison Square Garden on Sunday night. And Zion basically saying, paraphrasing here, he can't lie. Outside of New Orleans, MSG is his favorite place to play. Now, Nick fans can lose their collective minds for the next five years until Zion's a free agent because you know he's going to sign that max rookie max deal or the max deal you get after whatever it's called after your rookie contract. You know he's going to sign that. So here we go. Hayes, your resident Knicks, I guess not hater now because you just gave us some love but thoughts i do and i don't care yes i know i'm supposed to choose one but i do and i don't care why i do care is that i do honestly believe that he would go and play for the knicks to be back with his roommate rj barrett because their friendship is amazing Right. They they have they're like best of friends in the world. They're brothers. So I do feel that is something that is gravitating there. Also, it's New York. So you're you're going to get crazy at marketing based off of who you are. But I, I think this is where this is how I this is where I care and I don't care. I'm sorry to hit my laptop, but this is where I care and I don't care. If the Knicks team uh, hasn't made solid moves in the next five years this is going to determine if he comes there or doesn't come there because now getting dolan out of the picture it may be a a destination spot for some certain players to come and if he comes there it's definitely going to be a destination so that's where my my uh care or not care is how about you sam i i don't want to get I like Zion a lot. This reminds me a lot of LeBron where the media just, I mean, LeBron teased going to New York forever and the media ran with it. And then in, you know, 2010, it didn't happen. And then in, you know, whenever he was a free agent again, 2015, 2014, Hmm. it didn't happen. And it may have never happened. Um, But with Zion. Yeah. I think the RJ, uh, Link is great. Leon Rose is building a culture there. Tibbs is building a culture worldwide West, but I just don't know if it's, I don't know if the Knicks should really care about this right now. This isn't the same kind of team that all they had to look forward to was the thought and prayer that someone will show up. A superstar will show up on their doorstep. Like the team's at least competing and there's not much on the team for them to compete. Your best player is Julius Randle. 
And who would have thought that when he signed that deal or when he was exiting the Lakers, you know, like no one would have thought that. And he's just playing well and the team's playing well. So we'll see. Hopefully they can get some, some bigger, um, some bigger free agents and, and continue to draft well and, and whatnot. But I don't think the Knicks should care about this right now. I don't think Nick fans should, but of course everyone will run with it because when you have a, a star as dynamic as Zion, it's just, you know, it's what the excitement's there. And he's finally starting to show that he's, uh, you know, living up to the hype a little bit. He's been playing really well. And for a year and a half, it's just been all hype. Well, so. I mean, he made his, his first all-star appearance this year. So, yeah. I mean, he's been playing phenomenal, which is not a surprise. I, if you really follow and watch what he did, like the hype, was all about it and it was worth it and he's going he bullies grown men i think he's what he's still 19 right or something like that yeah he's he's second year in the league right so he's 19 20 so and he's 19 20 bullying dudes five years older than him you know i mean yeah inches taller than him and he's still bulldozing people so he's a force like he's a force like he's He's uh, what what is uh, what's his name? Glenn Glenn Davies was he was a baby, big baby, baby, right? So it it was basically uh, playing off of being Shaq. Like this is this is the young player that's like Shaq the most because he's dominant because of his size. He can force people out. He's got man strength, so he's only gonna get stronger. He's only gonna get better. So it's gonna get scarier. So just be prepared to see his greatness. And he's only six 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 seven maybe. Yep. You know, uh, with sneakers, maybe six, seven, but like playing, you know, he, yeah, he does not play his size. He definitely plays bigger and he's learning to play with that frame. It still bothers me how he walks and runs, though. He's kind of got that limp going. And that's a, that's a ball player walks. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's the ball player swag. I don't know anything about that, man. <laughs> clearly, clearly have no idea. But yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, hopefully in a couple of years we're having this conversation, and he's a Nick for my own sake. But you know, I'm not gonna get my hopes up now. That'd be nice to see. Hey, speaking of getting your hopes up, your boy KD Kevin Durant, he hurt his thigh, left today's uh, loss to the Heat in the first quarter. How worried? Or first, do you care? No. How worried are you about your Nets? I'm not. <laughs> you still have three of the top 15 players in the league on your team. I don't really care. I, I honestly do believe that he'll be fine when it really matters. People are worried about the chemistry. I've talked about this. It's like a broken record. These are three of the top 15 players in the league. Uh, there's no way that they can't figure this out. Um, they played on all-star teams together. They played against each other. You know, they played in, uh, us teams together that they can figure it out um it's just going to be if they can stay healthy i'm soon i think james is going to come back and actually during the game uh during the heat laws james was actually on the sidelines coaching the team up like super active uh talking and, and i keep hearing nothing that that leadership thing that Giannis was talking about like he's literally shown over and over again that he is a leader uh so i'm not quite sure what that i mean i do know what it was all about but I, I think it's just BS, but um, I'm not really, I'm not concerned. 
Sam, at all. I, the team that I'm more concerned about is seeing what they're going to do is the Lakers because they keep inching further and further out or into the or out of the playing game. So I, I just see them. They better hope they get LeBron or AD back soon because uh, it's not looking too good for them. Thirty-five and twenty-two, Lakers are in fifth place in the West there, for sure. And and AD should be coming. I guess he's practicing now, but still going to be out a couple games to just make sure he's all good. And again, when you have a piece as important as Anthony Davis, you gotta gotta do that. And you know, hopefully for your sake, for basketball's sake, we're getting all these these this big three for the Nets on the court at the same time. Because yes. in that limited limited time that they were all together, it's. It, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy the hell out of it. I I said to you before, I think I said it to you off air, but my my uh, gift to myself when I get my second shot is to go uh, go to a Nets game and just sit down and enjoy. Tickets probably going to be astronomical, but whatever, it's worth it. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hit up a Yankee game soon. I'm with that because the price has definitely dropped after the first week, which I'm very, very thankful about. It's it's super reasonable now. So, yes, we can do that. I don't know if I'll be happy while I'm sitting there, but I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, let's time it so at least we get to see Garrett Cole or something. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, down with that. Cole game. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, anything else? What are you looking forward to this week? Uh, well, anything else? Cause I don't, I don't know what I'm looking forward to outside of just watching more baseball and more basketball. But, uh, this weekend it, it was <laughs> a circus of a, uh, event, which was Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. I, this uh, was going to be a, do you care? And I, I it, scrapped it. You should have put it as a, do you care? Cause I care and I don't care. I cared about Snoop Dogg's commentary. It was the greatest thing ever. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya came and sat down and did commentary. He was either drunk or high. Jeremiah or told me there was a slap slap fest. There was slap, a slap boxing. Co- yeah, yeah, okay. Which which is basically a thing. Is it's it's instead of Fight Club, it's basically you it's you trade off slaps. So one person slaps the next person, so on and so forth. And let's just let's just put it this way. Uh, the gentleman, I'm going to say he's Polynesian. I may be wrong. He did look Polynesian, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but he slapped the soul out of this young man <laughs> and you watched it escape his body as he fell to the ground. And it was absolutely amazing. I could not, I could not have been more happier to watch a grown man get slapped and fall like that. I, I just, I'm sorry. You may okay. not be here for violence, but that was violent and it was great. Um, <laughs> uh, Rick Flair was also the uh, judge of that. So when that slap happened, you of course got a, woo, but it was great. It was, legendary. that was going to be my next question yeah yeah it was i mean rick rick flair is rick flair um pete davison was doing commentary while it happened he was just like rick flair he was like you guys got to give it up for him this man dodged death twice i was just like oh god (laughs) (laughs) it just it got real interesting um but then jake paul knocked out ben Askren in uh the first round uh in under two minutes uh so he's now three and oh he knocked out Nate Robbins. He he knocked out some watch people. Like I'm waiting for him to watch like fight a boxer that's like retired or just out of retire or just retired type thing. Um, Cause he's going to get laid out, but I thought it was entertaining. Uh, if, if anything, uh, they had the performances, which dragged the night on. Uh, 
but the earlier fights were horrendous, Sam. Like it was basically like if you went to your local grocery store and picked two people out and said, Hey, I'm gonna pay you both a thousand dollars to fight. It was just like winner gets five, and it's just like they just fought right there in the aisle. So that's what it essentially was like the first the earlier fights. Sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm sorry I missed it. Well, I I would definitely uh like to give a piece of advice. You may not be okay with piracy, but in these type of events, you should probably save your money and uh, pirate if you can, because uh, you're wasting fifty dollars. Uh, was that, that how much this was? Yes, Sam, fifty dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Jeremiah who <laughs> probably paid for it. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremiah. <laughs> I will say what I'm looking forward to this weekend. We're only a week away from the draft NFL draft. I'm so excited because it's a holiday for me. One of my favorite times of the year. And I think next week we're going to have a special draft show and it's going to be dope. And we'll talk about all these quarterbacks and all the value for all these teams, not picking quarterbacks. And I get to just rile you up Hayes with the Eagles not gonna work and it's just what i'm gonna do next week so that that's what i'm looking forward to special draft show next week wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and the chasing points podcast so i guess that that pretty much wraps up the show this week i think it does sam great great show great show so thank you for you know listening and uh following us on instagram at chasing points podcast and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thank you. Um, So for Hayes, I am Sam, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Peace. So you guys know what time it is. I mean, I think you're privy to this now. Uh, To those that are not privy of this little gadget that is on your steering wheel on your left-hand side, uh, it is called a blinker. When you just so happen to uh, want to turn, this is an indicator to let people know that you are going to turn which direction that you want to turn in. I want to start a uh, petition to get those that don't use a blinker off the road. Uh, I'm really sick and tired of people turning halfway through their turn and putting their blinker on. Uh, it is the most annoying thing in the world it is the biggest one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. And if I just so happen to see you do it, I might spray paint your car or put baloney on your hood. One of one of the two. I love you guys. Just drive better. Drive safe. Be nice out there. Ta ta.